This episode contains discussion of drug traffic and consumption as well as of alcohol. It also involves discussion of class and caste, including of those in unliberated communities. Hi, I'm Brad. I'll be playing Bayushi Minoru of the Bayushi Death Dealer School. My name is Charlie, and I'll be playing our illusionist, Soshi Yuzume. I'm Evan Strait, and I'll be playing Sakai no Doji Ikkyo, a member of the Doji Bureaucrat School. My name is Sam, and I'll be playing Asahina Hajime, a member of the Kakita Duelist School. I'm Ludo, and I'll be playing the Emerald Lens, as well as all its wonders and horrors. You were probably the member of the party that traveled the most, arguably. So you are probably the most familiar with Crablands. What do you see during your journey that confirms that you have definitely abandoned the de facto imperial holdings that constitute Hirosaka? As the party is riding along the road to head to the local crab fortifications, the largest change in the scenery is that terrain becomes a bit more open, so there's less place for sneaky things to hide. There are occasional way stations along the road with stones with small like markings inscribed in them for the crab to refer to if they need to fall back or to move to a specific location. But most unpleasantly, there is just a general sense of slight dread or resolve in the air as you head further south and closer towards the wall that Ico has ventured into on several occasions before, and it's never been an enjoyable trip. During the long journey, you are assaulted by dry cutting winds. What signs of erosion and desertification Ajime find more striking as they travel south across the Crab territory. Would it be fair to say that at some point we probably passed through like any sort of like ruined small village or anything like that? I feel like that would be the thing that would probably be the most striking to him. You'll find a village that uh, for one reason or another seems to have been abandoned and nothing seems to grow on its old field, a place that uh, was probably not worth maintaining. Yeah, I just imagine that it's it was just like it was not worth, you know, the meager kind of resources that the crab always have uh, like like sort of a problem with. So perhaps I think we stop there for just a moment, uh, just like to kind of rest for a bit. And Hajime definitely um, spends some time really observing that because it's uh, somewhat odd to see to him. He's I don't think he's dealt much in uh, ruined or abandoned towns. As you adjust yourself uncomfortable in the saddle, you know, something keeps bothering, something screams of wrongness. And as you travel towards the cherry blossom petal lake and uh, the crab villages there, the distant trees of Shinomen do not seem that distant anymore. And they are always there on the horizon. And 
the horizon seems pretty close. Just outside on the other side of the lake. What freaks Minoru so much that uh, he takes the extra step to make a detour and take even more time to get to the crab territories? I think what it is is Minoru one night as they're all getting ready to, you know, sleep either in an abandoned building or under the stars or even within the hospitality of one of the peasant villages, Minoru sees a ghost flame going down the road, and whenever it moves, he hears the ringing of a bell. Does Minoru mention about this encounter to anyone? He doesn't. He makes up an excuse for the detour and tries to keep it as quiet as possible about what he encountered. All right. On the next morning, uh, you meet a group, uh, a crap patrol of five, five samurai, heavily armored, riding on their ponies. As they go up and down where, uh, where the lake feeds the river of gold, and they approach you. Do you make any moves to react to them, or do you just wait? I guess we wait. That seems smart. Don't want to move the wrong way and spook them. Aiko just gets out a fan to lightly fan himself as they approach. Yeah. Hajime is following Minoru's lead here, but he's definitely looking a little more uh, sharp-eyed than usual. He's in a class that's her most pleasant I'm-about-to-meet-strangers face. So the crab seems pretty anxious as they see you, but they seem to relax as they see that your mounts have seven heraldry, and one of them steps ahead and removes her kabuto. Travelers, welcome to Crab Lands. May I inquire for your travel papers? Of course, my lady. Minoru will hand over his traveling papers, making sure she can see, because he's carrying it with him everywhere, his seal of uh, the Emerald Magistrate. Just lovely weather we're having today. And she takes only the most brief measure. Welcome here, Emerald Magistrate. Is this your entourage? And she seems to praise. And you can see that she's probably wondering why it's only three of you serving under Minoru. Of course, these are my Yoriki. She nods. And she returns their papers. Uh, I'm sure that you will find Orlich at their tower overseeing the dockyards of Mayamakake. I apologize for the delay, but uh, there have been reports of samurai harassing some of the peasants and villages. So we would want to be sure. Did you encounter any trouble in the road, Emerald Magistrate? None at all. We did encounter a village that was mostly abandoned. Yes, unfortunately, that sad circumstance has little to do with the matter at hand. Well, I'll not delay you anymore. Have a nice stay at Mikake. We will, and you have a nice, safe patrol. And they bow, and uh, they continue walking alongside the river. Uh, you get closer enough to see the vast dockyards and shipyards of the crab 
they dominate most of the southern side of the Sherry Blossom uh, Petal Lake. Uh, you can see a lot of ships, merchant vessels mostly here and there. You can see the three famous iron turtle ships. They are patrolling the mouth of the lake while smaller and lighter military vessels uh, follow them. Uh, it is marked on your map as a village, but actually Meimikake, if it is a village, it is the largest village in the empire. It is definitely the size of a town and it is as big, if not bigger than Irosaka is. And beyond its own fortifications, we also have a massive tower with fires burning on top of it, uh, overlooking the lake, and more important, with its own layer of marine fortifications overseeing the massive shipbuilding operation that the crab have installed here, including the dry docks. As you approach Ajime, it really reminds you of the uh, the crab brutalism that uh, you noticed on Irosaka with uh, its heavy layers of fortifications. And if you kind of blame that for what happened to the west uh, bank of Irosaka, you have to admit it that uh, here it seems to be working a bit better, including in terms of putting what seems to be a very dense population in a small area. Well, but not everyone, and that's the problem. Against the walls of the fortifications, you can see basically four or six w village wards of shanty towns, and you begin to figure out where many of the refugees of Hirosaki ended up with. How those that were not useful for the imperial project of uh, reparations of the place, or that they don't have another occupation there, that they really lost everything, they are trying to make a new life here on Memekake. And the crab clearly built this place to accommodate a lot of people, but it was already operating at peak capacity. You see a place heavily strained, and you think back at the abandoned village, and you wonder, how can these people be sustained if they are losing their satellite villages at a time when their population is exploding due to the disasters across the River of Gold? To me, I think this is all the more reason that Ajime wants Hirosaka rebuilt just to not see people just living in just utter squalor outside the walls of a town. So you have two obvious locations. You have the tower and the dockyards, where you assume the ledge is. And you have, of course, a village to explore. What is your preference? How long have we been on the road prior to this? Well, because the fiction established so, it is no more than one day riding. But between the, the tour, we had to spend a night uh, on one of the craft fortifications. Uh, where we had the Foxfire Bell. 
But this is probably early in the morning. Probably woke up and you met the crab patrol as they were leaving the village. And now you are, a few hours later, you are at the village. So it's still pretty early. And you spent the previous day on the road. Yuzume is gunning for a rest. Like it's it's a bit more physically exhausting for her um, to be riding these horses, but she'll go with the others if they choose to, you know, get to business first. But she'll just grumble while it's happening. Aiko would also be under the preference to ensure that we get some sort of bath or cleaned up a bit. And depending on how obvious Yuzume is being about her opinions, he would either support her request proposal or propose it himself to give her an excuse to agree with him that it would be the best course of action. Hajime will second that. He also would like a bath and also, surprising no one, lunch. So, Minoru being the boss he is, why don't we go into the city? We'll arrange for a meeting early tomorrow. We get something to eat, a bath to wash the dust of the road off ourselves, and some rest so that we're sharp going into this. The crab are not the fools that they often are made to be, especially the Yasuki. Kibayushi-san, I am beyond done with travel for the day. You enter the village and uh, you see a bunch of samurai wearing dark blue and gray clothing. And for a moment, you assume they are ronin, but soon you guess that they are very well groomed and disciplined. And while they don't seem to wearing no family among, among them, uh, you see enough resemblance that uh, you assume that most of them are probably related. Uh, so I assume you went to go for an inn that is appropriate for, for samurai, right? Absolutely. And so you go towards the uh, what you will assume to be the samurai district. And it seems to be filled with twisting parts and tall walls between residents. But at the same time, there seems to be gardens that are unifying and just go from one place for another and it is a bit of a labyrinthic nightmare you can just groan at the prospects of invading a place like this and it takes you a while but you finally realize that there's really no distinction between the governor's state and the samurai district proper and it is like the whole thing is its own complex and worrisome you have no idea where the garrison is but you're pretty sure that uh, you just miss it and you'll probably have your back against it. But you found that there are three inns uh, inside of this part of the complex and uh, one of them seems agreeable enough. It is called the House of the Boiling Bridge. It seems to have a moon depicting its patronage, uh, a Daidoji moon uh, on the outside. Aiko's eyes light up at the knowledge that this is a Daidoji merchant quarters and is very eager to get in. Hajime feels exactly the same way. Oh, good gods. There's more crane. We shall bravely soldier on, Yuzume-san. We shall. 
Hajime turns around. I think he grins a little bit as uh, Yuzume says that, and he says, don't worry, Soshi-san. We uh, tend to be a little bit more upfront if we're going just to end up stabbing you in the back. We'll at least smile on your face as we do so. And he grins and just sort of walks in. Aiko flutters a fan to cover up the smile that jumped over his face. I don't think she's even going to bother waving her fan. I think she's just going to just, like... She stares at them both as they walk off, just like thinking to herself, right? I'm doing something to them. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know what, but something. So inside of the inn, the, it seems mostly empty uh, in terms of uh, uh, people staying in the quarters. On the common room, it seems that there is a man with the long hair and uh, wearing a considerable amount of charms and his colors and heraldry mark him as a member of the falcon clan he seems to be examining one of the charms and stays there as the innkeeper greets you and takes you to the bathhouse as they prepare warm rooms where you can change later so you have this moment of relaxation as the four of you are on the bed. For comfort's sake, Yuzume will be behind a divider so that nothing is awkward and weird. Aiko has this pure expression of relaxation as he's running his, um, his hands through the water and down his hair and lightly massaging his temples. Uh, Hajime's face is covered by a cloth. He's just like... he's. I think he might even be sitting a little bit further away from everybody else just to be like, finally, a moment where I don't have to listen to everybody bicker. Great. Love it. Minoru has a cloth over his face. is just relaxing entirely. Is he really enjoying the cleanliness of the water and the peace? And it's just completely different from even your stay at Hirasaka, you know? For all intents and purposes, the House of Evergreens is pretty busy most of the time since it's the only proper inn for samurai that is working. And this is probably the most privacy that uh, y'all had in a while, at least to really let your hair down. And it is immediately disturbed by the ruffling of the bamboo surrounding the bed as you can see an elderly woman that must be on her late 60s or early 70s. She is walking in, carrying what seems to be a cup of sake and a bunch of cups. And she laughs as she joins you in the vet. Oh my, young ones always forget something when they go into the bed, don't they? Ah, what would be of them without old Dichi to bring them what they forgot? She puts the sake in a floating tray, as well as the cups. Welcome to the boiling bridge. The patron is not here to greet you, for sure. She will take but She's a family friend, so I'm greeting you on her behalf. Well, thank you. We are honored for your greeting. And I do believe you've made at least two of us the happiest samurai inside of Maimakake. 
And Minoru's going to pour everyone a single shot of sake. Oh my, how, how do you know Taniga young one? Uh, you remember my children. <laughs> Aiko takes his cup as the little floating platform comes to him and is immensely delighted. And for some reason, the thing that's really exciting him is the, the little floating tray and watching it kind of bobble along the waves and admiring its craftsmanship has totally captured his attention. Fascinating, is it not? We we have to do the best we can with wood and bamboo, and scarcity really helps with inventions when you, you have to get on with it. I can show you some of uh, the bows that we have. They are pretty impressive, and don't be... Don't be misled by my old age. My eyes are still as sharp as when I was a young lass. Just ask my wife's. Yuzume is just going to take her um, sake and just there's this massive smile on her face as she's uh, sipping from the cup. Uh, it's not, and it's not entirely just because someone's given her a drink. <laughs> she's just like, I like this lady. <laughs> yeah, Hajime is thoroughly delighted. Um, that said, he is still trying. So he basically just pops up out of the water just enough to like take his drink and then nods appreciatively and just sort of puts the cloth back over his face and then just sort of sinks back down basically at face level down to the water. Now, are, are we not all friends now here? Why don't you introduce yourselves, your Grant? I am Bayushi Minoru. It is a pleasure, Ditsi. Aiko looks up at her and gives her a polite, cheerful smile and says, I am Doji Aiko, the Sakai Vassal family, and your establishment is one of the finest throughout Rokugan. Hajime, probably a little embarrassed because he knows that he should have introduced himself earlier, uh, but he uh, says, I am uh, Asahina Hajime, and your hospitality is most welcome. Thank you. And then he resumes his soaking. My name is Soshi Yuzume, and it is an absolute pleasure to meet you, Ditsi-san. Don't worry about it. This is not my place, and this is not my hospitality. We are just sharing what it has been given to us. My family owns no things. We claim no place home. We just serve lives of duty and as fellow samurai. You understand that very well, and we share that. Or at least that should would be what I would say if Suri was here, but let's all be honest here. I love Memikake. It's a wonderful town, and I'm very happy that I get to raise my family and their families' families here. And I'm pretty pleased that I've met four people that just seems to have immediately perceived what I find special at this place. And she raises her cap and leads you on a, a sheer and a toast. Yeah, I don't hesitate. Minoru doesn't either. Ismail raises her cup sort of slightly, but keeps it very close to her face because those extra seconds count. Ah. Uh, well, I feel probably good going. It was nice to meet you. I insist it was our pleasure to meet you, Ditsi-san. And she bows and leaves, leaving the four of you to finish and go to your room and get dressed. Aiko is probably the first to finish the baths as his mind is full of 
calculations and very preoccupied. So after he feels appropriately cleaned, he heads back to his room to get dressed and work on his documents. I think Yuzume is going to try and, and stay in as long as possible, just as she keeps drinking, because she will keep drinking unless someone takes the bottle from her. Um, she's just going to lean back with her cup in her hand and just say, I will not be leaving this bar for hell or high water, and none of you can make me. Yuzume, nobody would make you. Enjoy. Minoru will get out of the bath and go up to go get dressed. Yeah, uh, Hajime, I think, also is leaving to uh, go dress himself, and he uh, sort of turns as he goes to leave and says, we will be sure to have all of the important documentation and anyone who we need to speak to sent to this bath to speak to you, Yuzume-san. Fantastic idea, darling. Astounding. So once all you are ready, you found someone wearing armor as entered the, the common room. And it seems to be a person not wearing again any mom, but losing the same pattern of the samurai that uh, you see. And they seem to have some impressive sideburns, a massive scar on the right side of their face, and some impressive makeup of crossed golden lines, two rivers across, and makeup that uh, imitates the pincers of crab around their eyes. And they look around, examining everyone on the inn, which is basically you and uh, the member of the Falcon clan. And they bow at you. Are you the Emerald Magistrates that I've been told about? Uh, Hajime bows in response and says, yes, we are. And who might you be? My name is Iruma Liwei. I am the local magistrate of uh, Mikake. And on behalf of the people of Mikake, I would request to speak with you on my office. Hajime turns to look at Minoru, uh, and he's essentially, I think he's making a face that's basically like, can we please? Can we please talk to him? He's very excited. Yes, that will be perfectly fine, Liwei-san. So they lead you uh, across the summer quarter towards the magistrate station, which actually reminds you a lot of uh, the one in Osaka. There's even the same distribution. You have the court towels on one side. You have a sand garden and uh, some rock formations followed by a place for disciplining criminals. Uh, and then you have the actual office around these courtyards. And uh, they enter one of the office and invite you to join as they consider, uh, they consider the environment. Do I need to serve you something? I hope that uh, you have been catered to your needs at the end. We are fine, but thank you very much for the offer. So Hajime momentarily looks disappointed because of the prospect of food. So they, they walk around the room and you can see that there are a lot of rocks and lingots laying around uh, as they go around and gather some documents. They put them within reach as they sit down. 
So may I inquire for your business to come here? I can provide you the information that you need. Uh, I hope that uh, you did not come here as part of any formal investigation. Haruma-san, let me put your mind at ease. We are not here as part of a formal investigation. We are merely here to discuss the matter of Hirosaka with Yasuki-sama. There is no formal investigation, no accusations. We merely wish to follow up on his offer to come visit and discuss he made when his through his captain who came to visit us. I see. May I inquire how things are at Hirosaka? Things are always interesting rebuilding a city. There are many opportunities facing both the locals in Hirosaka and the crab. And it is my Lord Minoru's duty to see that all sides are profited. They rise one shaved eyebrow. When you say the crab, what exactly do you mean? The gifts brought on your iron ships mere days ago have done great things, bringing forth benefit and comfort to the hurting people of Hirosaka. The Emerald Office would not wish to turn a blind eye towards such generosity. Gifts, you say? Uh, I'm just a local magistrate. I know nothing about the shipping business, but what would you describe those gifts as? Ico will produce the records of what was brought up on the Iron Turtle ships and show the, the proper full documentation of the gifts that were delivered a couple days ago. They lick their lip in a contemplative manner, betraying how stressful this is for them. And they nod as you show that. Thank you for that, Doji Sama. I, I appreciate this. As we appreciate the efforts of the crab, that is the direct reason that Minoru-sama has had us come here. Is that not right, Minoru? Yes, we are here to reward the crab for their generosity and their honor and contemplative nature in considering Hirosaka's needs. But we must discuss it, of course, with your lord. It is a very delicate matter. Yes. Yes, Ukidono. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid those affairs are with him and him only. I myself, I have my hands quite full. There seems to be always trouble outside of the walls lately, but I'm sure you also have interesting incidents on your psyche. So I'll not bother you with that. However, there might be something that is an imperial issue, an imperial crime. And I want to open it with you in case you want to pursue an investigation. Absolutely, please. We want to be aware of any of this sort of thing. Well, there is a thing uh, among teenagers of the local dojo, and honestly, way too many adults. They they pretty much grow up hearing how the Hiramori family, and they look at uh, Eiko, as they say this, they keep hearing how the Hiramori family, how skilled they are, how the how they are able to outmatch even our scouts and uh, that they don't cannot match our numbers, but uh, what they don't have in numbers, they make out in knowledge of the land and whatnot. 
And pretty much every generation, the stories grew more and more exaggerated. And they kind of developed this tradition, this game, in which they tried to sneak around into the borders of the U.R. marshes and try to disarm the dodgy trap or even try to get evidence that they got with insights of uh, a member of the Daidoji family and impress each other. It is something that, uh, honestly, me and my predecessors have spent a lot of time uh, cracking down, and there are even more terrifying figures in this community that if they were learned that any of the youngsters were doing this, they will be quite upset. Uh, unfortunately, things have only escalated because there is rumor that uh, one of the children of the Iramori Daimyo, uh, that they spent some time serving alongside the crabs duties, uh, and even more, that they actually trained in our local dojo. As you can imagine, the notion that there might be these extremely skilled Iramori samurai that uh, has trained with uh, both of our families, this is like the ultimate target for their little game. And well, one of our youngsters has been missing. We don't have any idea of uh, what ha might have happened to them. And probably he's just hiding somewhere or it is involved in other matters or he is lost somewhere. But if there is even the possibility that he might have uh, crossed into the Daidoji lands and got into trouble there, uh, I'm afraid that that will make it an imperial issue and that will be your jurisdiction. We don't have any Emerald Magistrates here and I know that it's not exactly Hirosaka, but uh, you are probably the closest Emerald office nearby. So... I thought it would be important to bring this possible incident to you. Yes, that has the potential to go very, very sideways. All right. Um, I'm going to pull out a journal or something to take a quick note. I have a question for you, Haruma-san. It's going to sound strange, but who's the most frequent flyer, the most common person you catch doing this? Well, Aiko has been taking notes this whole conversation. Aiko, you're my favorite. I put the book away. Uh, it is exactly the, the kid that uh, that has been missing. It is one of the prodigies of our dojo. And as you can imagine, uh, that does something for his ego. His name is Peshai. Besides him, who's the second most? Because if we're going to catch a teenager doing something foolish, then we might as well have one. I consider that, and I already... Uh, as I mentioned, I did not interrogate them myself, but I sent some of my terrifying, and uh, they seem to be struggling to find the words. I I brought the issue to the attention of one of the terrifying forces of authority of this community, and they were pretty true in talking with the young ones. 
and none of them seems to know anything and they seem to be sincere. All right, let me, do you have a map and you can circle the area that you have even a guess they might be in? That is the problem. Uh, the only place we have not looked is the marshes or the Shinomen forest. Well, to be honest, and they seem to exit that, it would be odd, but we also did not check on the unicorn territory on the other side of the lake. We have been running pretty extensive uh, patrols lately, not only because of the kid, but also because uh, there have been rumors of uh, someone messing with the peasants. All right. Um, we will definitely look into this. Let me discuss it with my Yoriki how we want to do this, and we will find him. Well, honestly, I kind of hope that you don't, and uh, he just comes out from some other stupid thing. But uh, as I mentioned, he is a prodigy of the Roma school, so as kids go, he's pretty tough. I'm sure. All right. Thank you for this, Haruma-san. Well, I'll not detain you anymore. I'm sure you have a lot of places to be rather than here. Like you wouldn't believe. I have a feeling we'll be seeing a decent amount of each other. As they leave, Aiko gives a polite bow to the magistrate and says, Haruma-san, in my time venturing throughout the Empire, I found that it is the local magistrate, the clan magistrate, that ensure proper order is maintained. If there can be any way the Emerald Office can be assisted while we are in town, please do not hold back your requests. I'll take that into consideration, Doji-sama. And if anything happens, expect, expect to see letters from me in Inosaka. I think it's the least uh, that uh, we can do, that uh, if I'm coming to you, seeing you as the imperial authorities on this, it makes only sense that uh, I make this an habit. And whenever imperial issues come to hand, I should contact your particular office instead of moving it towards upwards the chain to the Emerald Champion. And uh, when they say that, you realize that they don't know that Doji Satsuma is dead. Aiko will give a polite, please smile and say, you are worthy of your position, Haruma-san, and great honor to your clan. Have a good day. I am going to turn around and tell him very quickly before they just, Haruma-san, um... I thought I sent this news back south. Doji Satsume shuffled off the mortal coil, and we are currently only have an interim emerald champion in the ruby champion. Day frown, as if taking in the implications. That makes your duties only more crucial than ever. And I guess I, me and the, the people of Mamikake will be relying on you. And I hope to work closely with your office in the future. My dear Yoriki, do you think our days will ever become simpler or that they will only become more complicated? I think we will have to send a letter back to Hirosaka, letting them know that we may be a couple more days. We try to find this missing Hiruma. I will draft the letter upon our return to the inn. Also, while we're there, we might as well speak to our crane representatives. So, 
after leaving the the complex, what is the next stop? I suppose if we're all bathed and semi-relaxed now, we may as well go meet with, or at least see if he will meet with us, of uh, Yasuki-sama. So you approach the docks as you make your way towards uh, uh, towards Memikake Tower, and you notice a familiar face looking around between ships and talking with the crew. You recognize both their clothing, their Miamon, and also their pretty unique scars. Uh, And it is Mia Wakaba that uh, seems to be walking around talking with different crews. And they don't seem to have noticed you. This is our the former boss we had alongside Kitsu Shogo, correct? Yeah, correctly. Um, I'll wait until she's done a conversation with someone and then politely just, Mia-sama, it's such a pleasure to see you. Oh, Bayushi-sama. Ah, I'm, I apologize. And they will, I don't remember if I had already congratulated you on your elevation. It seems you are taking it quite well to it. As well as anyone can. Yeah, what brings you this far south to Mamikaka? Unfortunately, uh, a misunderstanding. There seems to be uh, some issue uh, in Clearwater Village, and I decided that uh, I will go there in person to to clear it off. There has been... Uh, well, I guess there is... It is an open secret that uh, there are, things have been tricky uh, implementing the blessing in Scorpion Lands. I'm sure they have been. Seems like it would be a very difficult challenge. Uh, it has been made more difficult than we expected because the wasp refused to provide the wood from their holdings to assist the the scorpions. So we had to take great expense to import the wood from Phoenix lands and uh, other northern territories. And I guess that's where this misunderstanding happened at Clearwater Village. It seems there was some missing documents and it was not clear what the intentions of, uh, of the wood was or something else. And uh, the Asuki authorities at, at that city seized the wood shipments and uh, are diverting them to the wall for extensive repairs, apparently. And I need to go south and say that, uh, no, 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 this, this is imperial wood. This is a destined uh, upriver to help with the rebuilding process, I'm afraid the wall will need to get its wood somewhere else. Well, I don't envy you handling that sort of a misunderstanding, Miyasama. But I wish you all of the luck dealing with it. Yes. Uh, I wish you the best of luck on Hirosaka. Uh, I've been hoping to go there as soon as I get the opportunity, but the, the work of the blessing keeps me running. If there's nothing else. I'm going to be keep looking for a ship to take me south. And I wish you the best of luck. And that may the fortunes carry your 
we'll may they carry you as well we have another appointment to keep Brad can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDA Barbarian. Charlie can be found on Discord as Reeselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Evan can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite or Discord as PushyMushy1871. And I'm a part of another actual play for L5R called Secondhand Strife. You can check us out anywhere podcasts are distributed. Sam can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram as at SJSidLogic. Lulu can be found at Deletiel on Twitter and their design work can be found at Populesque Ludum Syndicate on DriveThruRPG and Itchu. This is a Courts Game podcast. You can find more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legends of the Five Ring is the intellectual property currently owned by Fantasy Flight Games.